Welcome everyone to Elevate. I am your host, Dr. Corey Sandra, chiropractic physician, outdoor enthusiast, and occasional actor. Our mission at Elevate is to help you elevate your life to new levels, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and energetically, with incredible information in the field of health and wellness from a holistic, natural approach. Let's get rolling. Howdy, everyone. It's been a while. My main computer that I do my podcasts on was in the shop, something with the hard drive, and wasn't working properly, so I'm back. Today's episode 14. We're going to detour from health and wellness today. We're going to go into one of my favorite areas when I'm not in the office, probably my biggest passion, acting. And today I have a guest on the show. This will be my first guest. Her name is Sharla Bokikio. She's an actress here in the state of Utah. And we sat down for about a half hour to discuss how to get into the film industry in Utah and what to look for, what you need to have, what to look out for. So it's just a nice, friendly conversation. We've uh, been friends for seven, eight years. We've done a few projects together. So I think you'll like this podcast. So Charlotte Bacchicchio is a busy working actress with a lifetime of experience. She's had her start in theater and moved on to camera work in the last 12 years. She's winner of the Best Lead Actress at the Utah Film Awards in 2018 for her performance in Glass Cages. Charlotte has appeared in many films, TV shows, web series, and commercials. Some highlights include... Hallmark's Check-In to Christmas, and Prescription for Love. She has a co-starring role on The Chosen. She was in ABC's Blood and Oil, HBO's Mosaic, directed by Steven Soderbergh, and Yellowstone on the Paramount Network. She recently completed shooting on a feature film, Alien Country, in which she plays the villain, to be released later this year. Some of Charlotte's favorite projects have involved comedy and improvisation, which she adores. She trained at UCB in L.A. and has enjoyed working on many successful viral Internet ads with ClickFunnels, Cricket Wireless, Poopery, and more. In addition to her acting work, Charlotte is also a highly sought-after acting coach. She has been teaching and coaching actors for over 25 years and enjoyed a few wonderful years as a lead youth teacher for award-winning studio, Keep It Real, Acting in North Hollywood. Her teaching and acting style focuses on listening and reacting honestly in each movement. Being fully present, vulnerable, and emotionally available and open to whatever scene or story brings out in you. Mindfully grateful and wildly blessed, Charlotte is also a published author with a recent memoir, My New Normal, which chronicles her first year of coping after losing her only daughter to a fentanyl overdose in 2016. She lives in Salt Lake City with her husband, John, and their adorable golden doodle, Zoe. So I hope you enjoy the podcast, and let's get started. Platform. Yeah, I I was going to do Zoom, but Zoom only allows, like, if you're doing the free version of Zoom, it's like only 40 minutes. Oh, yeah. I have yeah. I have the paid version because of classes and all that stuff. 
Yeah. So I just was looking for something that was comparable to, cause my other, I do all my editing on audacity mm-hmm. and then buzzsprout is my platform. Okay. So, yeah. Um, there was another, there was some other platform that somebody used. Um, what it's called steam that sounds familiar it, it's kind of like kind of like this i mean i think there's so many of these that are <laughs> <laughs> being created now because of all of our virtual stuff yeah yeah cool How you well thank you for joining me charla um of course you're, you're actually um you know my first detour uh my my 14, my other 14 episodes are health and wellness. Now we're going into fun stuff. You know, I mean, my passion, you know, stuff I like to do when I'm not in the office. So I thought it'd be good to have you on. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Give us your history and background and and how it leads into acting and where you're at now. Okay. This is going to be a long story, Corey. That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm Charla Bokikio. Um, I have not always been Charla Bokikio. I was born Charla Hale, um, starting from the beginning. No, I'm, I'm not going to give you my entire life story. But um, I I guess as a kid, growing up in southern Idaho, northern Utah, I was the youngest of five. And I had to entertain myself and all of my siblings. So, you know, I was always like the center of attention, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> And I loved to perform and I was always, you know, singing at the top of my lungs or, um, I don't know, just make, it was all about make-believe. Me and my Mm -hmm. brother, especially, we would put on magic shows and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I knew from a very young age that I really loved to perform and that I wanted to be in front of people somehow. But I guess when I got into high school, that's when I started to do like And um, I really fell in love with it. So by the time I got to college, that's I decided to major in theater. Mm -hmm. And I studied acting at the University of Utah. I also studied theater education and I ended up getting my BFA in theater education. It was a theater degree with an education emphasis. So um, I didn't have to take all of those like normal education classes that like (laughs) normal teachers do (laughs) every education class I had was in regards to how to teach theater. Mm -hmm. So, so I did that, um, all during my college years, I was teaching in addition to being a student. And then I guess, well, after that, after college, I met my ex-husband. He was from Birmingham, Alabama. We had a child, a little girl, Cassidy, moved to Birmingham so he could go to law school. Mm -hmm. And that's when I kind of pushed like a a whole pause button on my acting a little bit at that point. Because, you know, we were raising a kid and life just kind of got a little chaotic and I wasn't able to really just concentrate on on my stuff. So I was still teaching all of that time, but... I remember when my my ex-husband said to me, he said, I think you need to find an audition for something. And I'm like, why? He said, because you're driving me absolutely crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so 
I looked in the paper. This was back when, you know, we had to look in the newspaper for yeah. auditions. Mm-hmm. 90s, mid 90s, late 90s, I guess. And I found this audition uh, for community theater production. And I thought, well, okay, I'll, I'll just go and do it. And I, I got the role. And so that kind of was my foray back into theater at that time. And mm-hmm. it was like, oh, my soul just kind of sang <laughs> at that point. <laughs> it was like, oh, I get to be back on stage. I get to be doing what I love. And, um, and so I did that. Life went on. Uh, kept teaching. I started my own new theater company at that time in Birmingham, Alabama, teaching and directing plays for kids. Well, for audiences of all ages, but it was mm-hmm. primarily young performers. Mm-hmm. And then uh, a, a few years had passed and I hadn't done a, a play again because I was teaching. I was too busy directing and teaching. And once again, I got, I got that bug and I auditioned for another play, The Rabbit Hole, um, Rabbit Hole, which was a beautiful Pulitzer Prize winning um, script. And that kind of, I never turned back after that. Like that was the, that was the play and the role that I did that I think really hooked me back and made me go, I can't ever stop this in my life. If I do, I will just kind of wilt away. So yeah, so that was that was it. And then, you know, I continued to do community theater in Birmingham. And then I started to have some friends who were involved in the like indie filmmaking kind of scene there. Mm-hmm. And they kept asking me to be in their stuff, like their shorts. And we would do these um, like the 48 hour. What do you call them? The 48 hour film, film uh, like festivals. Yeah, yeah, those scrambles yeah. and stuff like that. Um, so I was, you know, constantly kind of doing those kinds of things. And, and then I started to get into a little bit of commercial work. There was a, a very local commercial production company that was, you know, would have me do stuff. And so I was like, you know, when I, when I got to camera work, I was thinking, well, this feels much more like my medium than mm-hmm. the stage did. Yeah. Because on stage, I, I never preferred those gigantic theaters, you know, with 2000 seats. Yeah. As an actor, I would rather have acted in that black box theater, you know, where you've got the audience right there in your lap, pretty much. (laughs) You know, that just felt more authentic to me. And Mm -hmm. so when I found camera work, that felt even more authentic because, of course, everything's stripped away and all you have is, you know, your face and, you know, your your eyes. So that that. I, I knew that I wanted to move in that direction. And, and we, there were some life changes that were happening, um, getting divorced, which kind of opened my world up to going wherever I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I moved to LA uh, with my daughter. She had a, an agent and a manager out there and, um, and I was able to get an agent right away. And so we just went out and did it. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> we tried it. And, you know, it was a struggle for a little while, but I felt like I was auditioning all the time. And so I got really good at auditioning Mm -hmm. and I was taking a lot of classes out there, training myself. And in addition to teaching, I was teaching um, commercial acting classes Mm -hmm. for kids out there. And, you know, life just kind of happened. And then one day I'm sitting in an improv class at UCB and I see this guy with this hat on and I thought he's really cute and so we just started talking and that was my husband now Uh 
um, John. So no. we met in an improv class and then um, moved in together, decided we were going to get married and we needed to kind of simplify life because we didn't want to do it in LA. Mm-hmm. So we came back to Utah or I came back to Utah. He had never been here. Mm-hmm. So uh, we just decided to, to go for it. And I thought, does this mean my acting career is over? I, I really thought that it might be yeah. when we were moving back to Utah, but it turns out there was, there were even more opportunities for me here mm-hmm. because there was less, there were less actors here, yeah. you know? Um, I wasn't auditioning as much, but I was booking way more than mm-hmm. I did in LA. So that's that's kind of where I am now. I'm I've been working here for seven years, I guess, mm-hmm. and uh, got a pretty good uh, coaching business. You know, I do acting coaching and uh, audition taping and all that kind of stuff. Of course, <laughs> that's not even to mention the COVID stuff, which kind of put everything on hold, but yeah, we can right. talk about that too. <laughs> but that, that's kind of my his, history in a nutshell, like the, the short version. You left out something. Which part? Your award. Oh, well, there's a lot of details in there. Um, I could have just read my bio. Maybe I should have done that. I'll read the bio um, when I, when I edit the podcast, <laughs> I'll, I'll do your bio before we go into this, but yeah. Okay. But yeah, in 2018, I was lucky enough to win the Lead Actress Award for a short film that I had done for the Utah Film Awards um, in Glass Cages, my performance in Glass Cages. And that was so much fun because, you know, we don't do this for awards, but when you get an award, it's like, oh, wow, I'm validated. I feel good. You know, it's like, here, here's something shiny for doing what you do. Yeah. It felt good. It felt good. And, And how many Hallmark films have you been in? Uh, let's see. Check into Christmas. Holly and Ivy. Prescription for Love ended up on Hallmark, but it wasn't produced as a Hallmark film. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Love Fallen Order. You were in that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, those scenes were cut out though. Ah, <laughs> uh, that happens. You know, yeah. it yeah. happens. Yeah. I think that's it. I think four. Okay. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what? Um. With your approach to acting, what method or techniques do you utilize? You know, I I come from a pretty broad training myself, you know, because I studied at the U, at the University of Utah, I studied acting. And, you know, of course, we, we went into everything from Stanislavski, from the method to like Meisner and Ruta Hagen and... Um, you know, we, we dabbled in everything because they wanted to give us a really good foundation. So I think all of that. And then when I got to LA, I really, I got to study with some real masters there. Um, Anthony Mindel being one of them who really kind of helped to cement, I think my technique a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And it's not just a specific technique. It's like, it's, it's everything I've had (laughs) that I've kind of picked what I liked from. Mm -hmm. And then I, I've kind of just created my own way of working and it really has to do, it's very simple, actually the way I like to work and the way I like to teach and, and help other actors work is simply being in the moment in the imaginary circumstance and really truly living it. It's very Meisner esque in that Mm -hmm. sense, because Meisner said, that acting is living truthfully under an imaginary circumstance. 
I think listening is really important in the scene. Um, I don't think in my own uh, opinion, I don't think that a lot of time on script analysis is necessary, especially for camera work. Mm -hmm. As long as you understand the story, then that's really what you need. If you understand, because that's our first job as actors is to tell the story. So we're serving the story. So if we understand the story, then all we have to do are make some really um, basic choices like, well, how do I feel about the other person that I'm talking to? And what do I want in this scene? And and that's pretty much it. And then you just put yourself in that situation and you go. Sure. So it's it's about finding yourself in in this story, putting yourself into into this someone else's story and then just living it. Awesome. Pretty simple. <laughs> <laughs> Although, so, I don't know, it seems complicated when, when you're in the middle of it, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> so how does someone go about getting into the business? Oh, my goodness. That's such a loaded question. <laughs> <clears throat> I think people, I've seen people come into the business in so many different ways. Um, but I think, I think first and foremost... Well, there's just got to be obviously a desire to to act. Um, but I think if you're wanting to get a career on camera, whether that be in film, television, commercials, whatever, I think you need to start with the very basic jobs that you can get, you know, like start with student films, start with your friends that are putting together projects. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're going to have to work for free at first. Sure. Oh, yeah. Just to get experience and I to did. get, yeah, I mean, we all do, yeah. you know, we do those passion projects and the fun things that, you know, we know aren't going to pay us. And sometimes they last for a year every weekend because we're just, you know, we've got our, our day job that we're doing still. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it, it's about putting in the work, learning the craft. I think it's so important to start training early, early on in your career mm-hmm. at like, in fact, when I when I get students, um, uh, new, brand new students, they usually come to me because they're trying to get an agent and the agent is saying, have you had any training? Have you taken classes? And they're like, uh, no, I just want to be an actor. And they're like, well, you need to get your butt in some classes. <laughs> so then they call me or whoever else in town. So I, I get a lot of students that way that the, the agencies are like, you're not ready. Yeah. And so I think getting yourself in classes, getting yourself training, doing every any project you can just to get on set and to have experience working on camera is, is important. And then, you know, once you have those tools, you've got some training, you've got some experience, then you need the physical tools of a really good headshot mm-hmm. and a, a well put together resume. And then hopefully a demo reel from some of that work that you've done with your friends and you know all that stuff for free that you've already done then you're ready to start in the professional world of acting (laughs) which is you know getting an agent and Mm -hmm. and finding someone to represent you so that you can have an opportunity to audition for larger projects commercials and things like that things that are going to pay you finally (laughs) don't do like what i did my first two years i i I, after acting for two years, I thought, 
I better get some lessons. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're not alone. A lot of people do that. They think I got this. I know yeah. how to act. Yeah. But like- there's, there's so many little techniques about working on camera mm-hmm. that I think people don't understand until they, until they get into the class yes. that's teaching them and how to audition, learning yeah. how to audition. And that's, that's even different than the actual work of being on set, you know? Yeah. So and, there's and, so much to learn. And auditions have changed this last year because everything's video submission now. Yes. Which I like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it certainly is nice because it's, it's, um, it allows for convenience of when you do it, you know, you're not, you don't have to drive across yeah. town. Or and if you screw up, you just delete it and press play again. Okay. Yeah. So I, I personally like the self tape. I don't mind it. I, I, I do miss that, uh, the energy of being in the room mm-hmm. with casting directors, you know, there's yeah. something about that. I, and, I don't know. I don't even know why. I, it's just the energy. I think yeah. that that's what I miss. It's definitely different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Hey, what are some of the um, <clears throat> red flags new actors need to look out for as they're getting into the business? What are some of the things they should do, not do? Red flags, run. You know. Yeah, I think you know there. Are, unfortunately, there are a lot of. I'm going to do air quotes here because mm-hmm. I know you can't see me, but <laughs> air quotes around agencies mm-hmm. or managers quote, yes. that, um, you know, are going to try to get you hooked in and they're going to, they're going to promise you big things and they're going to say they can get you on this set and they can get you every opportunity. And the truth is no agency can book you a job. No, Mm-mm. you're the one that has to book the job. Yeah. Um, these supposed agencies will also try to get a ton of money from you up front for their big package of classes that they offer or mm-hmm. this headshot package. And you have to do it with their photographer. Yeah. That's just not kosher. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's not it's not the way it's handled. Agencies are agencies and acting schools are acting schools and photographers are photographers. Mm-hmm. It's like let's not muddy things by by having the the one stop shop because it's 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 a conflict of interest Mm. then um so i think i think just watching out and making sure that you're getting with legitimate representation early on because i've i've heard just horror stories from people who have gotten in with these agencies that have just you know thousands of dollars later and they're Mm -hmm. just one these actors are one of thousand people that they that they're representing um it's much better to go with an age a real agency that is selective in yeah. who they represent mm-hmm. you know you don't want to you don't want to have an agency who's going to accept you off the street without any experience or without any training yeah i mean that would be a red flag to me <laughs> if they're just saying come on we'll yeah. represent you yeah like no 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 we want we want to have an agency or a a manager that is going to have very selective people that they're letting in and, um, and that have really good reputable relationships with the casting directors in town, with the uh, coaches, the teachers in town, Mm -hmm. you know, you want, you want people that are well-respected to represent you. Yes. 
So that, yeah, that would be my, <laughs> my bit of advice. Run, run. If they, if they make you sign contracts with lots of money, dollar signs, and right. uh, go away. Okay. So tell us more about your coaching. What, what do you do as far, um, what classes do you offer? Well, it's, I guess it's changed a little bit mm-hmm. um, with COVID. <laughs> in a in my perfect world, mm-hmm. I'm, um, and I still do, but a lot of this has been happening on Zoom in the last year. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Primarily, I would say my my biggest, uh, uh, the, well, the, the largest part of the coaching that I do is private coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, one-on-one, a student will book me for an hour and we will work on acting technique or mm-hmm. a, an audition that they have to get submitted or whatever. Along with that private coaching, one-on-one training is the audition taping that I have offered before. And that has been put a little bit on hold with COVID. I'm just, the second week of May, after our last um, household member has their second dose, I'm going to open back up for in-person oh, yay. <laughs> audition taping and in-person Good. coaching. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be a strange transition to get back to, but I'm excited about it oh, actually. Good. So, um, so in addition to the private coaching and the audition taping services that I do, I also do uh, group classes. The one that is usually ongoing is what I call the weekly audition workout class. And that is every week, every Wednesday, we, uh, whoever wants to come on a given week signs up for class and I give them some sides to look at and we just work, work auditioning skills every week just to keep fresh. And then some of the other things that I do occasionally, they're not as regular, but um, I'll do an occasional like intensive workshop for mm-hmm. commercial auditions or, um, or whatever is, is needed, self-taping. That during COVID, I was doing uh, a Zoom workshop on virtual auditioning. And so, you know, we would learn how to audition on Zoom because mm-hmm. some a lot of the auditioning was going that way yeah. or, or, or callbacks were being yeah. handled on Zoom. Mm-hmm. So just learning how to have a professional Zoom set up, uh, learning how to have a professional self-tape set up because, you know, we couldn't go to our coaches at that time, no, and, you know, uh-uh. our, our normal place where we were, do, where they had their like studio set up. So all the actors have had to figure that out on their own. And how many so, times did I message you? Are you open? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can I come uh-huh. to you? <laughs> I know. And then, so then what ended up happening because I couldn't do in-person audition taping for students, they would have their own self tape set up at home. And then I would do a zoom coaching session yep. with them as their reader to help them yeah. get their self tape submitted. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've done a lot of that, um, but it'll be good to get back in person. Yes, I, need to, I can't yeah. wait. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> oh, and also um, I've done a variety of different uh, youth workshops. Okay. Youth um, for, for young actors and teens just specifically, because I, I don't like to really mix them with the adults, because sometimes we'll do content with the adults that is not necessarily appropriate for the kids to, sure. <laughs> you know, yeah. be in on. So Definitely. So what is, um, what would you say is your most memorable and exciting experience on set? Hmm. I have a few, I think. Well, okay. One of them, I think one of my favorite 
onset experiences was working on Check In to Christmas, which was the Hallmark film that I did in 2019. Yeah, that was Christmas of, of 2019. Um, I had, it was, Fairly significant role. I played the mother of the female protagonist, and I got to be um, I got to work on screen with with my on screen husband, Richard Carn, from Home Improvement, and okay. we had such a good time together. That whole set, and I think the thing I loved about it, and and what I love about any project that is a long-term thing is that, you know, we were with the same people for three weeks, almost mm -hmm. every day. Um, and you, you really become a family, you know, you, you know, all of the crew's names, you, <laughs> you know, build relationships yeah. with people. Um, the hair and makeup trailer starts to feel like home. And I just, I love that. I love the camaraderie of yeah. set and a project like that really made me remember how wonderful those 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 opportunities are nice um so i think m more recently another of my favorite uh projects that i've worked on and it's not out yet so i don't know how it's going to turn out but i have a feeling it's going to turn out pretty great was um alien country and oh. that was during covid okay we shot in the fall last year 2020 and i got to play the uh the villain in this Ooh. one yeah uh, and that was a that was a fun one it, mm -hmm. my i wasn't there every day for the the three weeks or the month that they were shooting but i had quite a few days on set and um there's i think this i think this movie's going to be something pretty pretty amazing cool. um boston and rennie i don't know if you know them they're a married couple they produced directed she starred in in it and they they're really like this power couple here in Utah, this local filmmaking power couple. Nice. They're young and they are so smart and so talented and really know how to, I think, make a, a lower budget project look really super high budget. Mm -hmm. Like they hired all the right people and called in favors to people to make the special effects just look amazing. Uh, so I'm I'm excited about this. It's got some heart to it. It's a sci-fi comedy, super funny. Um, so hopefully that'll be coming out later this this year. It, it's fun to play the villain, huh? It is. I've actually had that opportunity a couple of times this year. Actually, since COVID, yeah. I don't know if people are going. She's just got this dark side to her that came out when I'm locked up in my house. Yeah. But um, yeah, I just I. I get to play the antagonist in, um, uh, it's called Permafrost. It's mm -hmm. a, a feature film that's being shot now. Okay. I just played kind of a villainish one in a, a short film that was actually shot on 35 millimeter film. Eric McFarland is this young filmmaker and he likes to shoot everything on actual film. Wow. And the reason it was a short and not a feature is because it costs so much money to shoot on film. Sure. But that was a fun one. Nice. And so I've got I've got a lot of projects right now that I've shot in the last mm -hmm. year that mm -hmm. still haven't seen the light of day. And yeah. I just can't wait to see this all this footage. Now, I don't know? think a lot of people realize that when a movie comes out, it was sometimes shot 18 months ago. Yeah. 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 You know, it's well, that reminds me of Gosh, it was in early, it was in May of 2019 when we shot 
Good Joe Bell, which was the Mark Wahlberg film that mm-hmm. they shot here. Mm-hmm. That still hasn't been released. Really? It had, well, it, it premiered at the Toronto Film Festival. Mm-hmm. And then it was bought for distribution by a, a production or studio. I can't remember which one. Solstice, I think. And so they were re editing it just to make sure that it was, you know, up to standard. They were going to release it 2020. But with COVID Mm -hmm. and the theaters shutting down, they decided they didn't want to have a theater release at that point. Yeah, they were trying to get it out in time for the Academy Award, um, you know, window of release for 20 for this year. Mm-hmm. And for some reason it didn't get released. So it's like, I keep an eye on it on IMDb, but um, I had a very small role in it, but it mm-hmm. was a, a kind of a, a little pivotal moment in the story. So I'm excited to see that one. Yeah. And cause it'll have a big release when it finally gets released. But um, yeah, that one, it's been two years now and wow. who knows if, it, if and when we'll ever see it. <laughs> I mean, we did a commercial, what, four something years ago, and it never came out. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That happens all the time. It happens to me to to me with commercials quite a bit. Okay. And it's such a surprise to me always when it happens because it's like you know they put a lot of money into those commercials. When we did, they put a lot into it. And then not to even use it, it just seems like. And who knows why they didn't use it? You know, there's some some muckety muck at the top of the list on the client, you know, side that just says, Oh no, I don't think that messaging is, is what we want to see right now. Like, well, should, shouldn't you figured that out before (laughs) you shot this? Exactly. All these actors and that crew. (laughs) Oh, well, not my money. Exactly. I still got paid. Exactly. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So Charlotte, how can people find you? Uh, They can find me on my website, charlaactor.com. They can find me on all the social medias. Um, My handle is charlaactor on Mm -hmm. on all those, Facebook, uh, Instagram. Uh, What else is there? (laughs) Those are the the ones I use primarily. I am on Twitter, but I don't, I don't very much. so yeah, Facebook, Instagram are kind of my, my big ones. Okay. I've got a YouTube channel, although okay. it's not monetized or anything. I don't do anything huge with it. I just, I, I put a lot of my clips and a lot of work. I'll put um, like press things, podcasts, stuff like that. So um, all of my reels are on there. Okay. People can kind of see what, I've, what I'm up to. And then okay. of course on IMDb, okay. that's the best way to keep up with my current work yeah. that's being, you know, that's coming out. Yeah. Um, Have you got yeah. on TikTok yet? No. Have you? <laughs> I have. I've actually posted videos of me adjusting patients. Are you serious? I have one for you. I had 31,000 views on one of them. I have just been like, TikTok to me just kind of confounds me. It's like, why? What? What? So maybe you can educate me, Corey. What, see, why yeah, should I get on TikTok? Kids, the, younger, the younger generation's doing TikTok, and we're doing Facebook. Yeah, yeah. We, we took over Facebook. Yeah, yeah, and then they 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 left, and they're more Instagram and TikTok now. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know and it's we, funny. What what? Uh, it's funny about Facebook. I, I just thought of something, and that is that in Utah, 
the local Utah film community, uh-huh. if you're not on Facebook, you will miss opportunities to audition for things that don't go to the agents. Absolutely. Yep. Because yes. Utah filmmakers page, Utah actors or yep. the groups. Yeah. I mean, there are tons of stuff that yeah. is listed yeah, I, I've on there. Got quite a few roles on some of those. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. Yeah. So face, Facebook isn't all old. No. But- They're missing out. <laughs> It works for us, but <laughs> it does. Yeah, my so daughter. You, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to get back to the TikTok thing. Well, my daughter's in business and marketing at the University of Minnesota, and she says, "Dad, you've got to get on it. That's where it's at right now." I says, "Okay." So I started doing that a couple months ago. So. So what do you do? I mean, TikTok they're just is one just... minute videos. Okay. One minute. It's a one minute clip video clip, and that's it. And can you? Do you like say anything about the clip or it's all it's just the clip? You could either say it or they can have words on the screen and stuff like that, music in the background. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe I should look into it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, Corey. I feel so old. <laughs> TikTok. <laughs> exactly. Well, Charlotte, thanks for being on the show. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Yeah, and uh, I look forward to coming in and uh, having some privates with you now. Let's do it. Awesome. All right. Have a great weekend. You too. All right, we'll see you. Bye. Bye. (laughs) The information contained in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. All information presented by the hosts, guests, and all other material is not intended as a replacement or treatment for any medical condition, nor is it intended to examine, diagnose, treat, or cure any medical condition. Before engaging in any healthcare decision, please seek the care and guidance of a qualified medical physician.